All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Take Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Burleson, and today we're going to be talking about the NBA season as the playoffs are getting closer and closer. This postseason will be the most interesting postseason of all time. There are so many great teams that can truly win it all, and one of those teams that I think can seriously win it all is the Miami Heat, but they have a lot of obstacles they need to overcome because they're having a lot of issues in that locker room, quite frankly. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the fight they had on the bench last week with Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler, but that got pretty nasty. That really did. It looked like it, there was some hateful words exchanged, and if Udonis Haslam is getting upset at Jimmy Butler about this, then you know it's a serious issue. But my thing is, I'm a Heat fan, and I'm concerned because why is this happening this late in the season? Like, I'm surprised this didn't happen at the beginning of the year. Like, usually by now you have your stuff figured out. Like, usually the coach and players are on the same page, but this situation right here just doesn't seem like it's the case. And usually those fights happen at the beginning of the season and not right now, which is why I'm kind of making a big deal out of it because it just shouldn't happen like this. Um, the Heat are too talented to really waste this season and waste this opportunity to win a championship. Um, Eric Spolster is the greatest coach in the game right now. Um, Jimmy Butler is a great player, but he does have a massive ego as much as I love him. He does have a massive ego, but I'm not sure what the conversation was about, to be honest, because when Eric Spolster was asked about it in the press conference after the game, he kind of just brushed over it and didn't really think much of it. But I think it's a really big deal. And if this team really wants to make a deep run in this postseason, they need to figure it out. They really need to figure out their stuff and they can't let this drag on into the postseason because in the postseason, you're going to be playing the best and you need to be ready for each and every game. You need to be ready because last year was a very disappointing season for the Heat. They got swept by the Bucks, which they really shouldn't have. They should have at least won two or three games. I mean, they literally have the same team as this year, except we just added a couple of players and really didn't do much in the offseason, but we kept most of our core guys. But there's just no excuse for this Heat team not to do anything this year. And them getting swept by the Bucks, who are the number two seed in the East right now and are looking like a very good team. The Bucks, first of all, have the best player in the league in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, and they have Chris Middleton and they have Drew Holiday. Those three guys intact in Milwaukee are a big deal because those three guys were the key to their championship run last year. They really were. And if... You think the Bucks can run it back to back? I would not disagree with that, but the Bucks have the capability because they have so much shooting around Giannis and they can just beat any team in the league, honestly. Like they're just so well coached and they're very talented and they have a lot of guys that can make plays. And that's the difference between Milwaukee and a lot of other teams is most teams have only two guys can make plays, but this team has multiple players that can make plays for themselves and for others. And they play well together as a team. They're healthy. 
they're not exerting all their energy before the playoffs. Um, they're resting as they should be. And they're really just waiting for the postseason to happen because the Bucks are loaded and they're ready. They're ready. And Giannis getting a three-point shot this year, that really helps them. That really helps them. And if he can shoot the three like he has this season in the playoffs, stop it. Stop it. This team is going to be a very fun team to watch, and they really can make the finals again. They will for sure be in the Eastern Conference Finals at minimum. They will be in the Eastern Conference Finals at minimum. That's like the lowest expectation I have for this team is to make the Conference Finals. That's just unreal to think about, but I mean, that's just how good their chemistry is. Like They have the best chemistry out of any team in the NBA because each player on the team knows all their games too well like they just know like where to be like they know where this guy is going to be in this spot and they know where to put the ball and just when to drive to the rim and when to kick it i mean they just have a good system in milwaukee and the thing about this team is they're doing it in a small market which is unheard of and the milwaukee bucks are about to be the first team in nba history to possibly build a dynasty in a small market that doesn't normally happen. Normally, oh, they just win one championship and then they don't win one for another 100 years. They have a chance to win another championship and possibly go for the third after this year if they can repeat. I mean, that would just be insane to think about. But the Bucks are looking great, as usual, and so are the Philadelphia 76ers. The Philadelphia 76ers are nasty, They have the best duo in the game and James Harden and Joel Embiid. And my take on their trade for James Harden is if they did not trade for James Harden, that would have been a wasted season for Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid, in my opinion, is going to win the MVP. He's going to win the MVP. He's just been an absolute monster this year. I mean, he's averaging 29 and 14. No one can guard that man. And what he's doing at his size He's like dribbling behind, between the legs, behind the back, step back three, spin, fade away. I mean, he's just so mobile as a big man. And for his size and for his weight, he can move. He's a very good player when it comes to knowing where to be on the floor as well. And he can shoot it from anywhere. He's a great three-point shooter. And he's athletic and he's a great defensive player. He's a great shot blocker. He protects the rim like no other player in the league right now, in my opinion, besides the Celtics' Robert Williams. That's the only guy I could really put over Embiid defensive-wise. But Embiid is incredible. And we all know Harden's great in the regular season. But can he be good in the postseason? Not good. Can he be great in the postseason? Because he's always notorious for choking in the postseason and not living up to expectations. But Harden needs to show up. He has to show up. That's why Houston lost to the Golden State Warriors when they were up 3-2 in the Western Conference Finals because Harden was shooting horrible. And when Harden went 3-17 for early in the season, that cannot happen in the playoffs. If that happens in the playoffs, Sixers fans are going to go nuts. They're going to be so upset, and it's just not going to fly in Philly. It just won't. And 
Look, I know the Sixers should win a championship this year, but people just need to start lowering their expectations for this team. An Eastern Conference Finals appearance is not going to be a bad feat to have for this team, in my opinion. They don't need to win a championship for it to be not a bust season. They can have one more year with Harden and Embiid and see how that goes if they don't win a championship this year. They have a very good chance of winning a championship this year, but I just don't think that's going to happen. I I really don't think that's going to happen. And the Sixers are a very good team. And also another great player they have is Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey is a great player to make Harden and Embiid a big three. He really is a great young player, and he's going to be good for a long time, in my opinion. And I think that that guy will help them make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They really have a shot. They have a shot to win a championship, but I just don't know if they will win one this year. Um, The hottest team in the NBA right behind the Sixers in the Eastern Conference standings is the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics have been on fire the last two months. They started out the season 21 and 22. Think about that for a second. 21 and 22, one game after under 500. Everyone was saying, oh, you need to trade Jalen Brown. You need to disassemble this team. This team is not good. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can't play together. They can't. I was one of those people that thought this. I did not think the Celtics were going to ever get it together. I really did not think so. I just didn't think it was possible because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are very ball-dominant players. But the last two months, they really figured out how to play together. And I'm really happy they did because they're so fun to watch together. I mean, Jason Tatum, oh man, that guy is special. He is a special talent. He really is. Like, from how he's evolved from his rookie year to now is incredible. I mean, now he's driving to the basket, being aggressive, using his body to his advantage, being strong, pushing people around. He was not doing that last year. Last year, he was settling for the fadeaway jumper and all these difficult shots on the perimeter, but now he's just going through people, bullying people to get to the rim. And that's the Jason Tatum I like to see. I like to see that Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown is just athletic. He can do everything on the floor. He can shoot. And he's just a downhill player. He's a great player. And the Celtics also can win a championship as well this year. I mean, the Eastern Conference is so deep. It's insane. There's like six teams in the Eastern Conference that can win a championship. But the Celtics are definitely a team to watch out for. And they're on fire. And they're playing great basketball at the right time. And that's the thing about the Celtics. But one thing I think the Celtics are really going to miss is Robert Williams being out with injury. I think that's going to significantly impact them in a negative way because Robert Williams is just such a great defensive presence and he's probably, he's my defensive player of the year in my opinion, but there's a lot of other players you could put in that discussion, but Robert Williams has made a huge impact on the Celtics team that frankly, I didn't think he would be the guy to really make that impact and put this team over the top. But he really is, and they have a great culture. And I think there's nothing stopping the Celtics from 
making a deep playoff run besides themselves. Five of those six teams that I was talking about is the Chicago Bulls in winning a championship. They could possibly win a championship this year because they have Lonzo Ball, who's a great defensive point guard. They have Zach Levine, who can score from anywhere and is just athletic. Oh, man. He's the bounciest player in the league besides John Morant. But they also have DeMar DeRozan, who's been unbelievable this year. He's been an MVP candidate. He's been hitting game winners after game winners after game winners. It seems like like every time I turn on the television, he's literally hitting a game winner. I mean, that, that that's that's literally what it seems like to me. Um, it really does seem like he's hitting a game winner every time I turn on Sports Center. It's like the DeRozan show. It, it really is like the DeRozan show. But DeMar DeRozan has been a probably the most important player to this Bulls team because they've had a lot of injuries this year. And when DeMar DeRozan is playing by himself with no Zach Levine, no Lonzo Ball, he's really having to carry this team and drop 45 a night. And he's done that, and he's really held them up in the standings, and that's why they're a fifth seed right now because if he didn't do that, they would have been a lot lower and it would have really significantly impacted their record. But DeRozan's done a great job. I think he's been the most important player to this team. And DeRozan alone brings the playoff experience and the leadership that this Bulls team needs to be able to make a run in this postseason. And I think he can really do that. I think he is the guy to be able to do that. And they also have Nikola Vucevic, who's a great center, and he can shoot the lights out from anywhere. And they have Alex Caruso as well, who has championship experience and has won LeBron James in L.A. So he brings that mentality and that swagger and the work ethic he brings into the table um, is unmatched. And I think that's a very significant player to this team. And the Bulls on paper look great but they just haven't played enough games together because they've been they've all been hurt and we'll see if they can get something going towards the end of the season. I really hope they can, but the Bulls are a team to watch out for. But besides the Bulls and all these other teams I've been talking about in the Eastern Conference, the Brooklyn Nets are the team that people need to be watching out for the most because they honestly can make some noise in this playoffs. They can make some interruptions occur because they're an eight seed and they have Kyrie Irving who now can play at home and they have Kevin Durant who's the best scorer in the game. Those two guys alone can put up 80 to 90 points a game. Those two guys. And they also have possibly Ben Simmons returning. Ben Simmons who, by the way, can guard the best player on any team in the league. He'll guard the best player in the league if he has to in the postseason. He really will. And he'll possibly lock him up. He's that good of a defensive player. And those three guys will put Brooklyn in the NBA Finals. I know I said the Bucks, but the Brooklyn Nets will be in the NBA Finals if Ben Simmons is playing. That will be a guaranteed. Guaranteed. And KD and Kyrie, they just... Oh, those two guys together are just so good. I mean, Kyrie Irving was putting up 60 points as a part-time player before this. He wasn't even playing every game. He was putting up 60. 60. And Kevin Durant has been putting up 50 points. He's had a couple 50-point games this year. I mean, the Nets 
are a team not to be slept on. They really aren't. Because I don't think enough people are talking about this team. I really don't. They're an eight seed. They're going to have to play in the play-in. But they're going to make some noise. And if they play one of these top two seeds, oh, man. Because last year they took the Bucks to seven games without Kyrie and James Harden. Without those two guys. They took the Bucks to seven games who ended up winning the championship. Imagine if they play the Bucks in the first round. Imagine that. Imagine that. That would be craziness. Or if they played the Heat in the first round. I think they would definitely beat the Heat if they played them in the first round without question. That would, Without hesitation, they would definitely beat the Heat in the first round. If the Nets played the Heat in the first round, they would win, 100%. And they could beat the Bucks if they played them in the first round. So they will make some noise, and they will really change the landscape of this NBA postseason bracket. They really will. If they win in the first round against some of these top seeds, they'll be like, oh, my, that'll be unbelievable if they can do that. Unbelievable. And another team that I think can really win the entire championship is the Phoenix Suns. I think they can win the entire thing because, number one, they have the best record in the league, and number two, they have Devin Booker, who is the closest thing to Kobe Bryant, and number three, they have Chris Paul, who is the best passing point guard in the league right now. He's leading the league in assists, and he wants that championship to add to his Hall of Fame resume so we know he's hungry for a championship and Devin Booker wants to keep showing everybody that he is a top player in this league and that he is the most slept on player in the NBA. That is a fact. He's the most slept on player in the NBA. People do not give this man enough credit when he should have the most credit in the world but it's okay. He'll he'll shut everybody up and you know he'll probably win finals MVP and it'll be all good if he does that but the Suns just play so good as a team. They their chemistry is like the Bucks. Like that's how I could compare it. Their chemistry is very good, and they have a good mixture of veteran players and young talent. So they have a, a very good um, balance for those, um, and they're just very well coached as well. Monty Williams and Chris Paul have a great relationship, um, and Monty Williams really helps DeAndre Eaton a lot, who's a great young player. Uh, former number one overall pick out of Arizona. And he's a great player. And Monty Williams really mentors him a lot. And I think DeAndre Ayton will show up um, during the postseason, as he always does, as a great defensive presence and a big man that's very hard to guard. And I think the Suns are in for another deep run this year. And they should be the favorites to come out of the West, in my opinion. Um, But they will have to go through Memphis, who is, by the way, playing great basketball right now. And I want to say one thing about Memphis. Ja Morant is the most entertaining player in basketball. And he has really elevated his game. From his second year to his third year, his point-per-game average has went up eight. That's insane. He was averaging 19 last year. Now he's averaging 27. That's unreal. Like, And he was an all-star this year. And he's a high flyer. It's like like every time he dunks the ball, it looks like he's flying in the air. I mean, it really looks like when he dunks the ball, he's flying. He get, he just magically gets wings. He is six one, posterizing seven footers, and just absolutely, literally throwing them into the canvas. I mean, he's just it's like 
every time he dunks on somebody, they just completely go flying. It's insane. And he's the first player in the NBA I've ever seen that will not make a posterizing dunk and it'll still go viral on every single social media platform. Like he'll miss a dunk, but the guy will go flying. And that's a poster that isn't a poster. It's insane. Like this guy has created a posterizer when you don't make a dunk. Like that's insane. Usually a posterizer, you have to make the dunk, but he's a di- he's different. Whenever he misses a dunk, it's more exciting than some people making a posterizer. I mean, that's how it that that's how entertaining this guy is. And Memphis has a great cast around this guy. And they really can make a deep run. I would not be surprised if they made the Western Conference Finals. I really wouldn't. And for people saying John Morant can't win a title in Memphis, he's proving all those people wrong that he can't win a title in a small market. He's just like Giannis. He's going to prove everybody wrong. He's going to win a championship in Memphis some point in his career. But the Memphis Grizzlies are playing great. I did not think they were going to be a two seed. If you would have told me they were going to be a two seed at the beginning of the season... I would have been like, you're nuts. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. Like, Get out of here. But I was like, wow, they're really playing great basketball. And when they were on that win streak in the middle of the season, I was like, wow, this team is this team is for real. They're going to make some noise this year. And they are. And they're continuing to make noise. Um, but right behind them is the Dallas Mavericks. And one thing I was very shocked about, though, with the Dallas Mavericks is they were the seventh seed in the West at the trade deadline, and they traded Chris Tapps Porzingis, who we all know is the unicorn and is one of the best power forwards in the league right now. And you would have thought, oh, they're going to get worse when they trade Chris Tapps Porzingis. And I thought that too. But they've went from a seven to a three seed after trading him. And they got Spencer Dinwiddie, who, by the way, has been a great addition to that backcourt in Dallas with Luka. And... He compliments Luca's game very well. He's been hitting a couple game winners as well for the Mavericks. He's been clutch. Um, but Luca is having a magical season. Luca Magic. Luca Magic. They call him Luca Magic for a reason. The finesse he has with, with the basketball is unreal. He's literally a magician. It's insane. Like all the fakes he does, like that that's the difference between American basketball and European basketball. He's been playing professional since he's 14 years old. I mean, the guy just has such a polished game. He's not the most athletic guy. He's not the strongest guy, but he is big. He does have size. He's six seven, and he's just very skilled. A lot of guys don't have the skill he has. They really don't. Like they usually have to have athleticism or something else to their game. But he's just not the most athletic guy whatsoever. And he's still averaging 28 points per game. I mean, it's just unreal. And he can shoot at a very elite level. But this guy, Luka Doncic, he can carry a team. He really can. And I didn't think he could do it, but he can carry a team with no superstar and still have success in the Western Conference, which you can't really say about a lot of guys. You really can't. And I don't know if the Mavericks are going to do anything this year because they don't have that second superstar, but we'll see. I don't. I don't expect them to go farther in the second round, but you know, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And um, a team that everybody was saying that was going to win the championship and run away with the West was the Golden State Warriors. People were saying that they were going to run away with the West. 
I seriously don't think they're going to come out of the West because they're just too injured at the wrong time. Steph Curry, he's a great player. Greatest point guard of all time, in my opinion, and he's the greatest shooter of all time by far. Not even close. But I just think it'll be a challenge for them to go against these young teams because, yes, they do have young talent, but their young talent doesn't stack up as well as other teams in the Western Conference like the Phoenix Suns. I would love to see the Warriors and Phoenix Suns play in a series because that would really test the Golden State Warriors' personnel and the players on their roster. It really would. Um, And Klay Thompson just hasn't really fit well with that team this year. He's been kind of struggling. I get it. He's had to recover from really big injuries. Achilles and ACL is not easy to come back from, but... If he can get if he can fit in with that team at some point before the postseason, then maybe they have a shot at taking the Western Conference throne back, but I just don't think they will I just I think it's gonna be a disappointment for the Warriors this year. I don't think they're gonna do what people say they're gonna do. Um I think people were talking them up too much at the beginning of the season. That's just my opinion. Um but a team that is going to be slept on, is going to continue to be slept on until they get Kawhi Leonard back, is the Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers, if they get Kawhi Leonard back, they're possibly going to make the Western Conference Finals. Kawhi Leonard is that good. Like last year, if he did not get hurt in the playoffs last year, in the Western Conference Finals, they would have seriously made the NBA Finals playing the Milwaukee Bucks last year. They they really would have. That's how good Kawhi Leonard is in my eyes. He's that good of a player. And the Clippers also have Paul George, who is a great player to compliment Kawhi. They, those two guys play very well together, and they're both great defensive players. Great. Um, the Clippers have depth on their bench, and now their young guys from last year have playoff experience, like meaningful game playoff experience, Western Conference Finals. So... Don't sleep on the Clippers if they get Kawhi back and Kawhi looks good. I've seen his workouts. Kawhi is looking like he's going to come back better, which is unbelievable. How's Kawhi Leonard going to come back better? But the Clippers season is really going to depend on how Kawhi Leonard plays when he comes back and how the rhythm of his game is going to flow into this offense. That's really what the Clippers season is going to depend on. Um, And one last team I want to touch on is... The Los Angeles Lakers. This team is god-awful, first of all, I want to mention. But I do feel bad for LeBron James. He is leading the league in scoring. He's averaging 30 points per game, and they are a 10 seed in the West. How? How in the world is that even possible? If somebody came up to me before the beginning of the season and said, hey, LeBron James is going to average 30 points per game, eight rebounds, and eight assists per game this year in his 19th season, and they're going to be a 10 seed in the West, I would have been like, uh, excuse me, uh, what did you just say? I would have I would have, I would have said, is what you said really true? Because I wouldn't have believed you. I would have been like, you're nuts. Like, you're actually the craziest person ever. But that's crazy that he's actually averaging 30 and leading the league and scoring, and the Lakers are barely in the play-in. They're barely in the play-in. And don't even get me started about Russell Westbrook because he just can't make a single shot. I mean, this guy stinks. 
this guy stinks, and he's going to be out of L.A. and on a different team next year. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. He's going to be on another team next year. Another team. He's getting bounced around the league. It's crazy. Um, he's just not a good point guard in this league anymore. His, his game is too fast, and he's not an elite shooter, so he just can't really survive anymore in this league. And then you got Anthony Street Close Davis, who whenever he steps on the court, he turns his ankle or he breaks his finger or something, or something happens. The minute his foot steps on the court, he's injured and he's on the ground. I mean, that's just how I feel about Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis is or was one of the best players in the league. I don't even think he's one of the best players in the league anymore because whenever he does play, he's not that great. I mean, he doesn't make that significant an impact. I mean, the best win the Lakers have had all season is beating the Raptors in overtime or beating the Knicks in overtime. Congrats. You can beat two teams that aren't even that good. But Anthony Davis is just not an X factor like people say he is. I mean, everyone says, oh, Anthony Davis is literally a championship. Like, come on. He's not a championship. Like, seriously, like, he doesn't make that big of a difference. Like he just shoots perimeter shots. He doesn't try to dunk it anymore or attack the rim. He's not as aggressive as he was in new Orleans. It's just, that's just the fact. I mean, whenever I watch him play, he's just soft. He's just a soft player. Now. I don't know why. I don't know what happened, but he's not the guy when they won the championship in 2020, he's not the same player. He's not. And the Lakers honestly don't even deserve to be talked about, but I have to talk about them because they do have LeBron James who is leading the league in scoring, so I can't really ignore that. I can't. That's impossible to ignore. But um, this is going to go ahead and do it for this episode of the Take Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and um, stay tuned for uh, new episodes coming up. And uh, go ahead and Listen to my last podcast with Auburn Burleson. Great episode. You guys will enjoy it. And uh, hope to see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys for tuning in.